May today begin and end with a smile on your face, love in your heart, good thoughts in your mind, peace in your soul, and happiness in your life. May God bless you with love, your home with laughter, and you and your family with protection today and always. Good morning, listeners. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and this is a daily podcast. And I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Ian, because I truly believe that he is a good man with a good heart and that he is doing the absolute best he can in raising his daughters. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is saying to you today, stay strong. I am your strength. I see what you're dealing with and I will bring you through. Trust me through each storm and I have never left you before and I won't leave you now. Better days are coming. Trust me. Amen. And remember, listeners, my all-time favorite is where there is faith, there is love. Where there is love, there is peace. Where there is peace, there is God. And where there is God, there is no need. Amen. Okay, let's do some prayers from the Christophers. They're sweet and short, and I love them. Hebrews 13, verse 1, let mutual love continue. Thank you, Lord, for making love eternal. You are so gracious, God. Luke chapter 24, verse 5. He is not here, but has risen. Let all of our lives leave a legacy of love, Father. Romans chapter 5, verse 4. Endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Help me to develop character and virtue, Holy Spirit. Proverbs 11, verse 2. Wisdom is with the humble. Bless all those who pursue work in public service, Lord. Keep them on the right path. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Anxiety weighs down the human heart, but a good word cheers it up. Take the burden of my anxiety onto your shoulders, Jesus. Matthew 19, verse 19. Love your neighbor as yourself. May love, not judgment, guide my social interactions, Lord. Exodus chapter 35, verse 31. He has filled him with divine spirit with skill and knowledge in every kind of craft. Enable us, Lord, to remain active in the world around us. 
Romans chapter 5 verse 4, endurance produces character. Lord, help me overcome my afflictions. 2 Chronicles chapter 1 verse 10, give me now wisdom and knowledge. Open our eyes to the world's important news, Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8, we are stuck down but not destroyed. Bless the family of fallen soldiers, Prince of Peace. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 7, the memory of the righteous is a blessing. Inspire us to be people of peace, Heavenly Father. Proverbs 17, verse 22, a cheerful heart is a good medicine. Help me bring a smile to the sick and lonely today, Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, two are better than one, for if they fall, one will lift the other. Lord, protect us and bless our friends. Sirach chapter 4, verse 9. Rescue the oppressed. Increase the generosity of our hearts, Lord. James chapter 1, verse 22. Be doers of the word and not merely hearers. Christ, bless all efforts to improve our lives for the better. Amen. Stay with us, listeners. We'll be right back. We're going to get this day started. We're going to get these blessings flowing. We're going to give it to God who is all-knowing. Stay right there. And now, hope for each day. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Is it not logical to believe that the only one who can recreate us is the one who created us in the first place? If your watch were out of order, you wouldn't take it to an electrician. If your car needed overhauling, you wouldn't take it to a plumber. If you needed an operation, you wouldn't go to a machine shop. Listeners, our spiritual problems can only be solved by the God who originally created us. He created us in his own image and likeness, and he knows all about us. Today, by the grace of his son, God can recreate us in the likeness of Jesus's resurrection. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we are recreated and become partakers of his life. Just as we were born again by the Spirit of God, so we grow and become more like Christ as the Spirit works in our lives. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
So don't be chained to the past. Remember, you are a new creation in Christ. I love it. I love it. And 1 John chapter 5, verse 11, it says, This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. So, listeners, imagine that you had a wealthy relative, and one day their attorney called to tell you that he had died and left you a million dollars. The money, he added, was now deposited in a bank in your name and you could draw on it at any time. What would you do? What would you say? Oh, well, it can't be true. I'll just forget about this call. I doubt it. Instead, you'd act accepting by faith that what the attorney told you was true and that you were now a millionaire. And what a difference it would make. In a far greater way, God offers us a gift, the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. Christ has done everything possible to provide it for you. And all you must do is receive it. Have you taken that step and by faith, received Christ into your life? God's generosity doesn't end there. God wants you to draw upon his riches every day. The riches of his wisdom, his strength, his truth and presence. So don't live like a spiritual pauper any longer. Amen. Let us pray. Gaze your eyes up to heaven. Dear Lord, teach me to be cognizant and grateful for your grace. I know being a vessel for you positions me for positive and negative situations, but you already know the incidents that I will encounter and how I need to respond. So before I begin my daily routine, Let me seek your divine plan of grace. As I move into expanded territory, your grace is the spiritual compass that will lead me into my new season. My mind may be hesitant because the road ahead is untraveled. However, grace says proceed. Anxiety may attempt to keep me stagnant, but grace pushes me into the next level. And lack of experience may generate fear, but grace stands by to produce faith. Father, I am not aware of the panoramic view of your plan for my life, nor do I fully understand my past afflictions will benefit me in the future. But I know Romans 8.28 assures me, all things work together for good to them that love God to them that who are called according to his purpose. So, Lord, as you unveil your perfect will for my life, help me to pray for your grace. 
When your grace opens doors for me, remind me that your divine plan is at work. And when the tasks seem more than I can handle, please, please, Lord, allow grace to speak words of faith to my spirit. Father, I know your purpose for my life can only be achieved with prayer, faith, and grace working together. As I seek you to fulfill your purpose, I also seek your grace to bring your divine plan into fruition. Based on Philippians 1, 6, I know that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I believe this. I received it by faith and I give you praise for your divine grace. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And Psalm 84 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. And Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Happy belated birthday, Mike Jr. I know you had a good one. Happy belated birthday. God bless you. Stay right there, listeners. We'll be back with more. Always, always more. And here are some good shares from, um, oh goodness, from God's way day by day. Matthew 21, 22. Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. The purpose in bringing your needs to God is not to inform God about them. He knows far more about what's going on in your life than you can ever know. So why bring your needs to God in prayer and ask him? Well, the main purpose is to recognize your needs. Many times as you voice your needs to the Father, you come face to face with your needs for the first time. God desires for you to recognize, acknowledge, and confess each need. As is true in all cases, knowing the nature of a problem is the first step toward resolving that problem. Amen. And Joshua 1, 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. As you read the Bible daily, God directs you. He challenges you. He warns you. He comforts you. And he assures you. Daily reading is like preventive spiritual health care. It's better to divert a problem or to address an issue before it truly becomes a major concern. God refines you bit by bit, slowly and yet continually transforming your thoughts 
and responses into those of Jesus. I'm raising my hand, that's true. The guidance that God gives to you in his word is complete. It is a thorough answer. The more you read the Bible, the more you will begin to see how principles are connected and reinforced. The main themes and teachings of the Bible are repeated again and again in different words, in different people, in different situations. Let's talk about wanting what God wants. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. The opposite of being self-centered is to be Christ-centered. It is to say, what Christ wants is what I want. What pleases Christ is what I desire. The very same is true, my friend, for your relationship with Christ Jesus. You're going to have to lay aside your personal ambitions and desires, your time, material, and financial resources, and energy to enter into a deep relationship with Christ Jesus. Let me repeat that. You are going to have to lay aside your personal ambitions and desires, your time, material and financial resources, and your energy to enter into a deep relationship with Christ Jesus. If you truly are to have fellowship with him, then you'll have a desire to open up and give up yourself truly give of all aspects of yourself. Amen. And Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. The Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him. Listeners, a commitment is a pledge, a statement of a sure promise. The value of any commitment is based on two things. Number one, the ability of the promise maker to fulfill the promise. And two, the integrity of the promise maker. God certainly qualifies as one who will stand behind his commitments on both accounts. He has all of the wisdom power, and ability necessary to fulfill his promises to us. He also has proven integrity. God has always done what he said he would do. God is utterly faithful to his word. He is holy and immutable. He is unchanging. His character is impeccable. Amen. And God's promise for your life. Philippians 4, 19. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God is in control. 
When a job is terminated, a mate quits, a friend deserts, God is quietly but sovereignly at work for your good. You are not a victim of the economy or another's decision. You can be content in any circumstance when you are sure of God's unceasing care and absolute control over every detail. Rest in his ability and contentment will follow. Matthew 11 verse 28 says, Come to me all you who, are, who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. God is an inviting God. He invited Mary to birth his son. He invited the disciples to fish for men. He invited the adulterous woman to start over. He invited Thomas to touch his wounds. Listeners, God is the king who prepares the palace, sets the table, and invites his subjects to come in. God is a God who invites. God is a God who calls. Amen. And you know we have been called to listen to this podcast. Yay. Thank you, Jesus, for the call. John chapter 14, verse 2 says, In my Father's house are many mansions. Heaven is a big place. In my Father's house are many mansions. Room enough for anyone and everyone who chooses to be a member of God's family. So please, feel free to invite your entire family, including in-laws and outlaws, every one of your friends, all of your neighbors, the total population of your city and your state, your whole nation, everybody in the whole wide world needs to come and follow our Lord. Amen. There are many mansions in heaven. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't Proverbs 21, 21. He who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. Wisdom isn't for heaven. It is for now on this earth. Wisdom isn't just knowing. It's for the doing. Wisdom isn't for your mind. It is for your hands and feet to implement. God imparts wisdom to you so that you can make a difference in this world, so that you can extend his kingdom, so that you can enter into the fullness of his blessings for you. This is why God imparts wisdom. So good. Stay right there, right on time. We'll be back with wisdom to close out the podcast. Stay right there. Here are the Proverbs. Here is our wisdom. To learn, you must love discipline. 
It is stupid to hate correction. The Lord approves of those who are good, but he condemns those who plan wickedness. Wickedness never brings stability, but the godly have deep roots. A worthy wife is a crown for her husband, but a disgraceful woman is like cancer in his bones. The plans of the godly are just. The advice of the wicked is treacherous. The words of the wicked are like murderous ambush, but the words of the godly save lives. The wicked die and disappear, but the family of the godly stands firm. A sensible person wins admiration, but a warped mind is despised. Better to be an ordinary person with a servant than to be self-important but have no food. The godly care for their animals, but the wicked are always cruel. A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chastens fantasies has no sense. Thieves are jealous of each other's loot, but the godly are well-rooted and bear their own fruit. The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escape such trouble. Wise words bring many benefits, and hard work brings rewards. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. An honest witness tells the truth. A false witness tells lies. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. Deceit fills hearts that are plotting evil. Joy fills hearts that are planning peace. No harm comes to the godly, but the wicked will have their fill of trouble. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. The wise won't make a show of their knowledge, but fools broadcast their foolishness. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. Worry weighs a person down. An encouraging word cheers a person up. The godly give good advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. Lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, but the diligent make use of everything they find. The way of the godly leads to life. That path does not lead to death. Oh, wow, <laughs> that was quick. A wise child accepts a parent's discipline. A mocker refuses to listen to correction. Wise words will win you a good meal, but treacherous people have an appetite for violence. Those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth 
can ruin everything. Let me put a pin in there. We'll continue with more. I love the Proverbs. You got to read them as often as you can. There are 31 Proverbs, which means there's Proverbs for every day of the month. Thank you for coming to pray with me, listeners. Today felt good. We learned a lot. We know what it is to make a commitment. So... My commitment is to do this daily podcast and your commitment is to come back and listen each day and to pray with me because we get these blessings started. I love it. Bye for now.